Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 28th episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. And it feels good to be back once again for another video. There's been a lot going on in Valorant as of recently. That includes map changes. That includes a co-ed team coming into competitive Valorant and a lot of other things. Troy, there's also been some development in your ranked play, brother. You've been getting a lot better. Man, I've been trying to bring it, man. I've been I've been trying to get my Valorant game up. I've been playing so much. That's kind of why we didn't record again. Like, we've been trying to. I guess it's like a every other week podcast, as I joked about last week uh, currently. But, dude, uh, I have been playing a crap load of Valorant and really playing with some, uh, some of the listeners. So if you're out there and you want to play with me, feel free. Hit me up uh, too loud, the number two, L-O-U-D, and I think it's hashtag 2121. But. Dude, I have been enjoying the game a ton lately, and I've been enjoying this new rank system, bro. Yeah, I mean, well, so you've went from what? Silver, you, uh, where'd you place at? Did you play Silver 1 with me? I played Silver 1. Yeah, I played so Silver play 1. Silver I actually one had four and, and, really good games and only one, like, average game. And I still So how Silver far did one. that push you up in the new ranking structure? Uh, only to Silver 1. Like, when I placed... Because uh, we won four of the five games. Oh, you're talking about your placements, gotcha. Yeah, okay. for my placement. So, but and I but since then... One. Since then, from Silver 1, where have you climbed up to? Uh, Silver 3, I'm about to be gold. Like, I'm like That's one awesome, game away, man. I think. That's, so, so with, the new, I, with the new points, with the new points, you can actually, like, quantify it. Like, you, do you know how many points you're away from being in gold? Yeah, I think, like, 23 or something like that now, so oh, I can get it really in the game. Close. Yeah, oh, I mean, really and I actually like it. I also like the fact that, like, if you lose all your points in a tier, you get another game, essentially. So, like, if you oh, eat all you the points up. Oh, when you get down to up, zero? Yeah, if you eat all the points up, like in if I eat all the points up in tier three, right, and I lose two or three games in a row, right, uh, right, it doesn't kick you down to like tier two silver automatically. Like it stops right. at tier three, and then you get a chance essentially to get out of tier. You know, it's like your final game before you you downrate. That's pretty awesome, man. I, I'm not I gonna lie, like, like I, I really am impressed with how well you've been doing as of recently. Like you're because I know your goal is to reach. Your goal is to reach, obviously, as high as you can go, but I know you've mentioned diamond quite a few times. Yeah, I want to get past gold. Like, we've, been, we've floated in gold for, you know, almost every season we get up back to gold. I don't think we've ever we've... broke from gold, yeah. No, we've never we broke from gold. We've been gold three many times. Both me That's and true. You. That's true. Um, but, well, yeah, we, just haven't, we haven't ever broke that. I, and, and I do. I really like the new system. I think it encourages play and encourages you to, to, you know, worry less about, hey, am I going to lose my rank, I think, and more so it gives you a place of, like, okay, cool. I can go in this and I have another chance. Or hey, I know where I'm at. Let me wait and wait for a couple of buddies to get on before I, re I, you know, I play. So, I, I, I really like the system. I, I've really been enjoying it. Well, shoot, man, I'm proud of you. I really am. I'm gonna have to get in there and start grinding with you before I can't play with you because of a rank disparity, brother. That would be That's true. Absolute, yeah, yeah it, it's very true. I've been, I've been thinking about that uh, quite a bit actually as of recently. Well, you check been, it out. Been, Let's go even put a little. Well, you've been putting a little time into rut. <laughs> You know, a, a lot bit. of time into Rust. Rust has kind of taken my heart again. I used to play Rust back in uh, what 2016, I think, back when it was like alpha beta or something like that. And uh, I've I've been playing it quite a bit recently, and I've really been enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a ton of fun. Kind of took Twitch by storm, and uh, it kind of reignited like my passion for it. It's a game that like frustrates you, makes you angry, but yeah, then yeah. it makes you happy when you hit that nice well, raid. You know what I'm I saying? 
I won a couple games with some guys that were like, oh, sorry, man, I haven't been playing much. I've been playing a lot of Rust. And they came in and just demolished them kids. So I don't know if, like, you know, the <laughs> aiming over there is getting people hot and heavy and, and, and just, you know, making them want to play more. But a lot of people are playing the game, and I know it's a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it seems to also maybe, uh, you know, you take a little break from Valorant every once in a while, and you come back, you're even more sharp than you were when you left. That's that's absolutely the truth, man. I've been I've still been watching it. You know, I just haven't been playing it as much. But I'm gonna get back into it so I catch up with you. Let's move into our first section: community feedback. Ask the agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. Ooh, we got three people writing in this week, and uh, we're gonna start off with a new one that I've actually never recognized before. Sanix Remix, welcome to the show. Glad you are enjoying it, and uh, you are a coveted listener. He's an Omen main, new listener here. I'm a huge Omen main, and with the recent nerfs to his smokes and his paranoia, which yes, uh, they they were pretty recent and they were pretty significant in a way. I think I need a new agent to play. I definitely play a more aggressive Omen. Is there any agents y'all would recommend? Man, uh, look no further than the newest agent that came out, uh, Yoru. I think he's still great. I think he has a lot of potential to be a top-tier agent to develop the uh, the meta. Like Kind of like what me and Troy discussed last week. I mean, Troy, I mean, you've been playing quite a bit. Yoru, is he still as impactful as he was whenever he was first introduced? Yeah, but I think he's not near as impactful as I made him out to be when we first <laughs> came around. To be completely honest with you, I think people have learned him. Uh, they've been able to deal with them better. Uh, you can hear his old people know what to look for now. So, you know, now that a couple weeks have passed, uh, I don't think he's near as impactful as he was. I think you could you could also try to play Sky, and I think you should try to play Jet. Like, very mm. similar smoke. You know, you, you have smokes, right? So, and she's an aggressive player, right, being an initiator. Um, right. So, Sky. So, I, I think both those are, are would be great options as well to, to try to learn uh, if you're coming off of Omen. Um, obviously, you know, Yoru, but... Uh, I don't know. That'd be my suggestion. I also think it's in, it's interesting that you're an Omen main and you write in when we, we have an Omen glitch essentially happening in the game right now, <laughs> uh, where you have Infinity Ult. I don't know if you've seen this, Taylor, but it's actually crazy. Like as long as you, it looks like as long as you ult inside the circle in which you can ult, you can ult again and just keep reappearing places. So what uh, you're saying is Sanix Remix should not be looking anywhere else other than Omen. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know how viable it's going to be and how, how long it would last. It is an interesting concept, though, if you would allow him like, to actually, during the time of his ult, like say his ult lasts for 20, like 10 seconds, he could sure. teleport multiple times in that 10 seconds. Like, I wonder if sometimes these game-breaking bugs are things that they're actually working on in other no formats of the game. Like, think about that, this, that's though. That's crazy. Like, it would make yeah. sense how it gets into the game, right? Like, if they're mm. working on things to try to test other and, and accidentally that file got put in or whatever it is, you know, how I don't know all the ins and outs of, of publishing an update, but it would make sense to me if that was the case, right? And I, I'm interested to know if they're reworking because they were working on Omen already, right? Like, they were nerfing him and trying to work with him. They just got the wrong file in there. I wonder if that's something they played around with, like, hey, Let's play around with his ult being like this since we're nerfing him other ways. Maybe we'll see it later on. Maybe it's not so much of a glitch as, you know, it just shouldn't have been in the game yet. Either that or we just exposed uh, a huge error with one of the workers over on the Valorant team and the Valorant worker's going well, to listen to this. error on say, somebody's right, part, right? Like, somehow we, we, we got to cut this guy from the team because now they're figuring it out, man. Troy's yeah. too smart. No, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I figured they would do it in Sandbox, but you never know. Like, you know, do they add it you know, earlier on so it makes well, yeah, it I easier mean, they to kind of... Yeah, I mean, they ported over those files, trans- right, to nerf yeah, him. Yeah, ported so. over. 
Interesting. That is interesting. I never thought about that, man. I mean, you were right about the Spike Rush stuff. So maybe <laughs> maybe you could be right about this. I don't know if they've ever go public with it, but you're smart. You're smart, Troy. Hey, we're just trying to look, read between the lines sometimes. You know what I mean? And the one thing you can't read between is fungi plague. Fungal, man. Oh, my fault. It is small on my screen, so fungi, fungal. Fungal plague. Read Sorry. It. It, looks like a, it looks like a little eye from where I'm sitting because I'm an old man with 35-year-old <laughs> eyes looking at a big screen. Uh, but it says, hey, guys, I found your Twitch, Taylor, but I have no idea when you're on. So if you either of you or anyone else out there wants to play, you can add me. Fungal plague. Hashtag fung you so f u n g u. I like that. Okay, keep, hey, keep you know you the get, theme, man. If you're following Taylor, you'll know if he, if he goes live on Twitch, you should get the little notification. You can check him out there. He, like I said, he's he's streaming Valorant or he's streaming Rust right now. Whenever he's on, and uh, man, people people do love your stream when they tap in there. I, it's well, it's just a lot of fun, man. You know, the way that I view it is just you hang out with the community. You know, you just I, I just love having conversations with people. They ask anything they want, whether it be about Valorant, Rust, Gears of War. Sometimes they come in, we talk about Call of Duty, um, just quite a few things. Well, sometimes they come in and talk about esports, like Clutch Kebab here as well. Oh, shoot, man. Clutch Kebab loves his esports. He's been writing in for quite some time, actually. You know, I'm getting pretty familiar with his name. He comes in and says, ESPORTS, all caps, three exclamation points. This guy's serious. First things first, why do you want to check out my podcast? Wasn't looking for a shout out, just letting you guys know you are doing an amazing job. Well, Clutch Kebab, you just sneaked in another shout out about your podcast. I know it's about Apex Legends. Hey, man, the reason why we're interested is because we just love whenever the viewers, you know, get involved. And first and foremost, you took inspiration from our podcast, you know, and I think for us, that's in incredibly flattering, right? And we love the fact that you went out and you took the initiative to create your own podcast. That's a beautiful thing. And it's not like a competitive thing either, right? We just love what you guys are doing out there in the community. It's all love, right? I mean, I, at least that's what I think, Troy. It's all love. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely love. We love to pass love around as well. You know, anytime, you know, we can we can be involved and and uh and just hear what's going on in the community with the people and the and other fellow gamers, you know? Um we love to hear about it. We love to see the success and and best of luck to you guys as you continue to grow over there in Apex Legends. A lot of great games come along daily. A lot of people put out different content. They put out uh, you know, different podcasts, things like that. And uh, you know, obviously when things are hot, uh, with the podcast it's a lot of fun and a game sure. is hot but as a game can die down it can be difficult so i just say man as as you know you anybody making content out there in the you have the ups and down valleys just stick with it you know it's tough look me and taylor sometimes don't always have the time to record an episode that's just a thing that happens that's called life but uh but when we can we're definitely here and and that's all i can give you as far as encouragement just keep recording keep doing your thing man keep creating your content and for anybody out there that wants to share your content with us we love to see it so you know, shoot it over to us at the Valorant, the Valorant Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, tweet it over at Taylor, Taylor Reflections, just Reflections on Twitter, and myself, Too Loud TX. Uh, we'd love to see it there. Heck yeah, man. And last thing he said, and I know we'll just touch on it real quickly, he says, what do you love about the esports scene in Valorant? Man, I love that it's ever-changing. And you know what? It seems as if every single tournament you're finding out about new grinders, new people that are rising up in the pro scene. And I, and I think that's just because the scene is still maturing and developing. So we're going to continually see the scene develop in Valorant uh, quite a bit, at least for the next year or two years, as everything kind of solidifies and top players remain at the top. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as you said, this game is ever-changing. There's always things. We're always talking about the updates. And with the updates, man, let's go ahead and 
Run it back. Yeah. Let's bring it back. So, Taylor, this first one, big one. I didn't even realize this. I was, like, locked down in work for, like, you know, past six months of my life, it feels like. But I've been working <laughs> hard. And so I don't get to see a lot of news. I catch things here and there um, until, really, you know, I'm, I'm going out there looking at deserto.com and checking out what's happening in Valorant. Uh, and I saw this one, the split changes, and I, I went and read it, and then I jumped on and played the game right when it happened. I remember that. I think and I was in Discord with you. Dude, that map to me is so different now. If you guys oh, uh, are out there and you've obviously been playing, hopefully you've had a chance to play since this happened. Uh, if you haven't, they basically just opened up a lot of the space in the map. And, and really, Taylor, I have to ask you, I th feel like those entry points, like on, on, on A, on, uh, when you come elbow to go to heaven on A, right? Like that's so, it's so much wider there now as you come mm -hmm, up on elbow, mm -hmm. uh, coming from the ropes room. And then obviously the the big one to me is in middle, right? Right in the middle of the map, that that ropes room that we're used to smoke all the time. That's a bigger opening with a with a you know forty five degree wall in there now, uh, so you can't hide as well on that uh, B side of that room. And then right. uh, when you you have the big change also that's going from garage into B, the one that I really don't understand much of why they change it is there in market where they cut that wall out and they have like that. Oh, I know exactly why they did there. that. Yeah, well, they, why? Well, because they, they wanted it to be easier so you didn't have to clear as many corners. You know, you can kind of go in there and so like you have mm. to clear one and then after that you're you're pretty much good to go. Before, let's say if you were playing breach, yeah, you would have to like let's say you were playing breach, um let's just use an example, you're coming in from mid and you're wanting to kind of like go on a flank, but you know somebody is probably camping out of market sushi or whatever. Uh, you would then have to flash from mid into that first room uh, because there might be somebody sitting in there in the corner. So you clear that room, then you flash again into uh, you know where basically the scuttle or where the turtle room is. Flash into that. Okay, there's another player potentially in there. So then once you're then leaving and going to garage, you flash out because now they obviously know you're coming, and then now you have to flash to make sure that you're clearing out garage. It took way too much commitment. Uh, so now I don't know how you had all those flashes. That's my first hey, got, Breach got three flashes, <laughs> baby. Everybody, hey, everybody's always. I know you've heard people get upset about it. I know because people oh, yeah. always roast me for it. But now you don't have to clear as much, so it makes sense to me. I think it was just a matter of they wanted to kind of streamline the map, so you didn't have to commit as many resources to clear the angles, but in, in a way to it also kind of balanced out the offense and defense type of fight. I do feel offense pushes now can be more effective and, and done a little bit more effectively than before. And that's only because defense now can't just camp it up. I mean, because I think that's what it was about split is there were so many different angles and that's why you're seeing like those angles kind of be evened out, cut out and, uh, well, made it a little bit more streamlined know, in general. We didn't see a new map here. We did see this map change and I really like, I think it changed up the play a lot on the map. I really like how they reimagined, right? They went back to what they had and they said, Hey, it's not great. It's not perfect. Sure, they looked at heat maps. They're probably still looking at them. But I really like the fact that they went to, back to the drawing board and brought us a revision of a map that was already out that we seem to be playing a lot of. Uh, and I wonder if that's why we were playing it so much at the end of the last uh, chapter, right? Like, was it because they wanted the data to be able to say this is mm, what we need to open up? Could be. Could be, yeah. That, that's, that's, a, that's a good viewpoint. They, you know they do because you were right. You're right. We were playing it a ton, man. We a were ton, bro. A we lot. were getting it a lot on on even our comp games. We we're getting a lot, and specifically I wonder, our comp games. 
I, yeah, I mean, we we had a good strat there where we could take mid almost every time with, you know, the million <laughs> breach flashes you have and the two that I had as Phoenix. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a reason for that. There's a reason why we see certain maps in rotation more than others, and we might not always know the reasoning, but we, <laughs> it sounds like with Riot, we'll see it quickly soon after of the reason why they're doing things like that. Well, well, let me ask you, Troy. So you've been playing quite a bit, and obviously you've been getting a lot better. You've been went on some nice win streaks, and I assume split was one of those. Uh, offense attacking on the offensive side now is it a little bit easier than it was before? Is it kind of the same? Do you feel like defense isn't as heavy-handed as it once was? Yeah, I think it's. I do think it's harder to hold B now. Okay. Um, with that, with that, you know, wide open, you're not funneling everybody, you know, single file into those areas. You have space to be, you know, uh, separated. So you can't just spray through a smoke or spray through a firewall or spray through a, a, a you know, a poison, a cloud. Like all of that, uh, I think definitely changes that game. I also think because the doorways are so opened, man, if you don't land your smokes perfect, there's, there's, there's Little crevices gap. there that you can, that you can shoot through. So, it, it definitely, I think it makes more precise play uh, needed on that map. Uh, I think the rotations are actually a little quicker too because of the fact that like you're, what you're talking about, when you clear something, uh, you have more of a doorway to look around. So you're less right. worried when you're, when you're rotating around. Um, but I still think the defense, you know, if, if, if you play a good defensive team on that map, really tough because you can rotate. That person that's playing Be Heaven or that's playing Ropes Room can rotate so quickly, um, especially if they have a flash or something to come out of Be Heaven to go to Ropes real quick to rotate to A. Like they're so quick to get there um, that any push onto A is really tough. And same vice versa for B. I just think that map's really tough on offense. Um, sure. And that's why they made the changes, and and I think they're good. I, I love them. I, I really do. Personally, I'm I'm a huge fan of them. Uh, just opening up the map in general, I think, is always a great thing. It makes Less it corners. feel more like a map, right? It makes it feel more like a like a Valorant map. Um, sure. You know, Scent is so open. You have the big open. It space. is. Um, even you know, even Icebox, like there's big open areas on Icebox. Um, and so yeah, to me, it just it, this this map needed a little bit more opening, and I think they did a great job with it. So you mentioned it's been open. You mentioned that there's a lot of opportunity to kind of run and gun, if you will. Speaking of run and gunning, uh, I know this has been an issue for quite some time. You know Big Rig, we play with him every once in a while, and he's always, always screaming at the top of his lungs, this guy was running full speed and still well, headshotted me. Sometimes I don't know if that's my kid crying or if it's big. I can't <laughs> tell the difference um, occasionally, but you're right. No, you're right. Uh, he... he he does not oh. like it at all. The run and gun, uh, but this is something they're addressing. Look, they came out, Taylor, uh, and addressed this after many pros, uh, many many pros came out and said things about it, like Nitro, right, um, from Hundred Thieves, and and literally just complaining about it. Nitro said, "Hey, Valorant is going to be interesting when they nerf this running and shooting crap. A lot of people about to be nerfed." Um, it's I true. think it's. It is super interesting. Uh, it happens to me. I don't like it. Um, I'm sure I do it to people, and they don't like it. So sure, yeah. Look, I although we said big, you know, gets really upset about this. I he also has a really good idea of the consistent spray patterns, right? Like, let's be honest. Most guns have a consistent spray pattern. Even in life, you can figure out what a spray pattern of a gun is, how you're holding it, how you're shooting it, the type of bullets you're shooting, right? Like. These are things that are consistent. I, I I agree with a lot of people that like there needs to be more consistency around shooting. This is one of them. 
I think this is the first step. As they go through this uh, and they addressed it, they clearly came out and said, hey, look, we're, we're basically going to release something in the next patch, uh, but we're not going to do it all at one time. Like, it's not going to be super drastic. You're not going to, we're trying to make it where you don't feel it as drastically. And that over time, in the next one to two, three patches, whatever it is, as they adjust the shooting mechanic a little bit, uh, that will all be, you know, more, more uh, adaptive to it, right? Right. Um, and, and so I think, number one, if you're not playing, start playing more, Taylor. Uh, number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, I, I think it's good that they looked at this as a big thing and they're like, hey, look, this is going to affect a lot of gameplay, a lot of people, uh, and, and how the game kind of feels when it comes to shooting. So we need to uh, introduce this in, a, you know, in, in steps uh, to really not, not discount the, the player's experience, right? And, and what's right. going on. So for me, I, I think it's a great change. I think how they're rolling out is going to be really good. I'm interested to see how it turns out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm also kind of scared to see how it turns out in a way because I don't want it to change shooting too much. We'll right. see. Um, but it's definitely something that's on the top of their priority list. They said they're going to keep an eye on the changes and will continue to adjust as necessary. So look, man, another change coming in. We said, look, they looked at split. They went back and looked. They're going back and looking at shooting. You know, a lot of times we complain that we're not getting maybe a lot of new content, things like that, because that's what gamers want, new, 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 new. But right. I really like that they're taking care of the product that they have out there right now. To me, that's the most important thing. Make this game feel great. Make it, make it shoot great. Make the community happy with what, what they're wanting. Because typically, let's be honest, the majority of the community uh, wants the game to be great as well. And, and I think a lot of the suggestions that they make are in the interest of making the game better. Um, and I think that's what Riot's doing a great job of. They're responding to the community here. And I don't think you can ask for more from a game developer. Well, you, you mentioned the gradual changes, and I think that's going to be very critical given the fact that now you have the Valorant Championships Tour that is currently taking place. Yep. And if you have the gameplay one way at the beginning of Valorant Champion to, uh, Championship Tour and then come final time and now it's a totally different game, it, it's just that's not a good competitive feel. Um, so I think, in my opinion, they're going to probably introduced a patch to this uh, or at least start implementing the first steps to this so it's not as dramatic as they said they didn't want to do. Um, maybe towards the end or maybe even after the Valorant Championship Tour. I think that's when really things are going to change. So this is something that they're obviously looking into as they mentioned. But well, they did say change pa in patch 2.02. But I mean, again, I, I think it's going to be so minimal to not change the VCT that I don't yeah. know. I it, it's it's just going to be something that's going to be have to be done in steps, as you said. I mean, it is what it is. But again, like you said, they're looking into it. This is something that's been talked about for quite some time, and uh, there's there's been quite a few articles about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's it looks like a wave of changes that the community's been wanting are happening. Uh, you know, leading on to you know the one about ranked play, which is you know if you've been there and you've had you've been part of people that have been banned from chatting. Now they're still being able to play ranked play, and it's like if they're toxic and they got banned for being toxic, why are you still letting them play ranked play, right? Because we Fair all question. know how crucial uh, communication is in this game. So, yeah, they came out, Taylor. They they uh, they gave us a little message here, um, and it came from Riot Bright Eye. Riot Bright Eye saying, "We hear you. We will be preventing players who have been penalized with chat and voice restrictions from playing rank in the next two to three patches." We're actively working on the tech 
It's taken a little bit longer than anticipated, but we are committed to building it. While we don't want to make it a requirement that you have to use voice comms in rank, some players may not feel comfortable using voice for a variety of reasons, we do understand that having players who have already proven they can be highly disruptive with active restrictions in your rank games feels unfair, and we want to prevent that from happening in the near future. We'll also have additional comms coming out in the coming months around our overall plans to reduce disruptive behavior and make our penalty systems more robust. So there's a lot to take away from that. More specifically, we'll also have additional comms coming out in the coming months. Now, I'm curious if that means will they have additional pings? Will they have additional ways if you don't want to speak? Will they have additional ways for you to communicate with your team? Is that kind of what that sounds like to you, Troy? Yeah, I think it's also kind of hinting, too, that they're going to give us some information. I don't know if it's, like, comms in the game or they're going to provide us some additional information about uh, more systems that, that they're bringing into play. Mm. Once again, here we go, back to the game, trying to perfect it. I just think it's great that they're listening to the community. I agree with this change. Like, I don't – if someone's already proven to be toxic, don't put them in my game. Like, whether they're going to be toxic or not. Like, if they can't, you know if, – if, if they can't literally just – uh, be able to deal with the responsibility of having a microphone and talking to other human beings and not being rude. Like, I don't know if I really want to play with you. Well, so, I mean, think about how many times we've played with somebody that was toxic that shouldn't have been there. And, you oh, know, yeah, and ruined talk- our games in a lot well, of ways. And, and we've discussed, like, how do you deal with this? Like, how do you go through with this? Well, I mean, just ban them, you know, from playing, or not ban them completely, but just stop them from playing ranked, you know, show yeah, them, like, you bit. can't yeah. act this way. I think that is literally the only way to teach these guys lessons, or guys or girls or whoever, toxicity in general. That's the only way to teach them. You just just stop them from playing competitive. I highly doubt if they're going to be banned for, for however long playing ranked that they're going to create a Smurf account and go play. I well, th- no, that wouldn't even help because you still need what ten competitive game or ten uh, pub games yep. to play competitive. Yeah, I mean, so it's this not is a good easy, system. It's not an easy thing to get around. You can get around it, obviously. Um, I just I just wonder if they start doing IP address bans. I'm sure they have. I like in like the severe cases. So I wonder how many strikes you get till you get to that, right? How many strikes? How many times can you be toxic in a game? Get banned from chat and everything else until you know Riot and the community just says like, hey, like this person is just too toxic. Get them out of here. Sure. Yeah, that's is true. Three strike rule. I don't know. I'm interested to see how they play this out. Maybe that's what those comms are going to be. Is like, hey, this is how we're going to follow this policy moving forward. I hope it is. Uh, you know. It, it, it's just another mark of them making the game even better, right? You you mentioned uh, IP ban. I actually I think a more severe punishment, like if you're really wanting to to kind of punish somebody, is do a uh, do a Mac ban. Uh, basically, that's like your physical address on your computer or your equipment that you're using. So like if you're playing on that computer or that equipment, you will not be able to play anymore because think about it, right? IPs you could just change those with uh, or just run a fake IP in general. Uh, whenever it comes to connecting on a VPN. I mean, it is going to hinder your game. You're not going to be as competitive as before just simply due to the latency that a VPN naturally provides. Uh, but pros play on VPNs all the time. It's just one of those things. But yeah, doing a doing like a hardware ban or a Mac ban would be like the severest punishment that you could give players. I think this, they're just trying to like say like, look, if you're going to be chat and voice restricted, we're not going to let you play until that ban is uplifted. And then yep. you'll be good to go after that. Well, speak of uh, you know people or them making changes to the game. Do you think a change that they should make to the game is you know all these different ways people are finding ways to open doors, right? 
Oh, so, you know, we talked about that, right? In our previous episode, we talked about Killjoy, and she was able to place down uh, her little alarm bot, and the alarm bot would then uh, basically trip the doors, the, the, specifically the teleports, what I'm talking about, when it comes to bind. And you can do so on the outside, right? Typically, the only way to open the, uh, the teleports on bind was to be on the inside and, of course, run through it. Now, you could just place the alarm bot down. We discussed that, and I believe that's still a function within the game. But now you're able to use Sova and Sova can then shoot his dart and essentially open the door uh, if he if he positions it correctly. I do believe now it's it's a little bit too complex to kind of discuss uh, and, and kind of walk you through it whenever it comes to where you need to aim up your lineup and things like that when it comes to bind. Uh, but it is a, a function that I don't know you feel at least is something that might be added on purpose. Well, I. I don't know. I don't know if it's that on purpose. There's it definitely glitches how they're doing it, right? It seems to be like you know, area like small little glim blemishes, should I say, in the game, right? To allow them to do it, it would definitely take some teamwork. Uh, some of these arrow shots that have been revealed, like on Twitter and and Reddit and stuff like that, where you can shoot in and and it go. It would ha definitely you know to be useful. You'd have to have some teamwork, but it does bring up the question to me of like, should we be able to open these from the out? Like, should they open on both sides? What's the point? Do we really want somebody camping in there? And if that's the case, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm just curious if there should be a way, if, if that would change up the play enough. Well, I've got a really good uh, thought process on that. First and foremost, if somebody's going to camp in teleport, they're not doing their team a service. So they're not planning the bomb. They're not defend, or excuse me, they're not planning the spike. They're not defending the spike. They're not uh, trying to go out there and defuse the spike. They're trying, it, more importantly, if they're going to be camping inside TP, they're probably trying to save an op or they're trying to save a weapon, right? That's the most well, common I mean, use for they it. They are taking resources from the other team to pay attention to it, right? That's correct. But they're also losing money because they're saving as well. So it's, it's kind of like it goes hand in hand. But do I think they should be able to open it from the outside? In my opinion, no, I don't think they should be able to because if you're going, to, the only way that you should be able to control the TP doors is if you are the one going inside of TP. And if you want to engage TP, TP being teleport, then you should risk having to go in there. Now we've been seeing players, you know, get very smart, right? Going in backwards now because they know that they can just laser. It's become pretty clinical in how they uh, take the engagements in teleport but i think personally the person who activates the teleport is the one who should be able to activate the door and no one should be able to open it up uh otherwise yeah i mean it, it's it, it's interesting to see maybe one one day we'll see a change to this map like we did you know uh, with split maybe they'll they'll put it where you can't open the door or maybe they'll put more doors i don't know maybe they'll put a little button there so you got to risk maybe. and push the button, you know, like they do on a sim. Ooh, uh, or, or maybe it's like a, a second delay. So it like, you know, notifies the person inside that the door is about to open up. <laughs> could, you, <laughs> could you imagine trolling the person, pressing the button, the guy gets ready to fight, the guy backs off, and then the door shuts, press the button again. Yeah, that, that would yeah. actually be pretty awesome, not going to lie. It, it, it would be good to see, that's for sure. Good to see. <laughs> You know, you, you got to troll people sometimes, right? Like, a little bit of trolling is not too bad. I, I Talk about trolling, dude. I've been doing this thing with Red where second round, we buy Omens. No, you buy you, uh, the Odin. Or, or, I mean, Odin's. Odin's. We buy Odin's. I said Omens. Oh, that's literally because I'm looking at Omen. Hey, imagine buying Omens. Who do you I'm mean, literally uh, looking at Omen on my screen right now. So I'm I said a Phoenix, that. but yeah, now I'm an Omen now. because <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but literally, so we've been buying Odin's on second rounds. And I don't know if it just, like, and at silver and gold levels, it just you know, totally takes people off guard or what. But, dude, 
we easily if we get the if we get the Odin in the second round, we easily win to round five almost every time. But why? The, see, I can't wrap my head. You told me this, and I can't wrap my head. Why, I don't know why is how the it Odin works. such a factor. I, I don't know, man. I, I maybe because so many people miss their shots at our at our elo. So, but what know, is bro. is is it the so? In, you said lower rankings like silver and and you know uh, silver and gold right now is where I'm using gold it. right now. Yeah. So is it because obviously the amount of bullets that it has now you can just you know kind of fire at them as they're so. grouping up. Yeah, and pushing it's just up. so well, much they don't. You know and what? people don't know how to deal with it when they start getting shot. They don't know how to shoot back most of the time. Right? <laughs> they freak out. Yeah, they you know try to hide, right? And then and and the Odin's putting so much pressure on you and slowing you down because the you know the hit, you know. So I mean, just for me, I think it just scares people so much and they don't know how to deal with it. You know, you mentioned being in the lower ranks. Well, so, not even lower ranks. All that aside, lower elo. All that aside, um, specifically during the rounds that you're using, it, if you're able to win your your pistol round round one, you buy the Odin in round two. Um, Primarily because they lost, they're still going to be on a save round. So they're going to be most likely rushing a site. They can still play it slow, but if they rush a site, the Odins can then mow them down. Is that a factor? Well, yeah, absolutely. So that is one thing is like you can take the site pretty easy, right? Um, especially if you're, you know, with me on Phoenix, like if we're playing Ascent, go A, you flash that first corner at A, you flash into site, throw the wall down so you can, everybody can file into site and just watch Heaven. I throw my Molly Heaven typically to hold somebody off. Anybody else using abilities can start to hold those doors, right? You have a sage, you ice wall the door, or ice wall up top. Like you can get onto there really quick uh, in those mm. early rounds without a lot of danger. And you know, if somebody still has their pistol, like, and unless they're nailing shots with a ghost or a sheriff, like you're mowing them down pretty quickly, especially right. with multiple people with Odin's. So like that's how that's how it's been working out most of the time. And and. The thing is, is that at our ELO as well, the dumb thing people do is when they lose round one, they still buy an SMG or a Stinger or a Spectre. Like, I hate when they, they do try that. to buy something I to really force it, that. and then you know, or and then they and then they lose money, right? And they're going to lose that. the round because it's in in that position just even better when they do that because we usually beat them with the Odins, right? Uh, and so it, it it's just I don't know, it's worked out that way. It maybe it will eventually go away. I remember there was a thing in League back in the day when. I used to play uh, uh, Ramus with a John of support, and we would own bottom lane forever. And anybody that knows anything about League that knows those two characters, like it is not something that should work, but it worked early on in League. Maybe this is just something that's working right now. I don't know, but I would love to know some stories of anybody else is going out there and buying Odin's round two. Please share your stories with us. Hey, man, look. All I know from my hosting days, whenever it comes to Valorant, chat loves when the Odin is in play because they love saying Odin goes burr. Okay? The Odin's the real deal, brother. The Odin Bro, is a I, real thing. It's not I a want novelty. the glitch pop skin for my Odin so bad. Um, uh, Red has the glitch pop skin, and I love that skin on the Odin. And, yeah, I have my, I have my eye on that one. When okay, it, when okay, it comes in my enough. store, I'm going to be picking it up on my daily off. Heck, yeah, man. Get it up. Well, you know I what? also I, have I, this thing. By the way, I have this thing about these collections. Okay, first off, Horizon's oh. out right now. Horizon is cool looking. It's a really cool gun. But the fact that it doesn't do anything is why I don't buy these skins. Like, if as they in, don't have any like animations, any animations, I'm done. Like, if you don't yeah. have any of those, I'm done with you. Like, I don't want to buy fair. you. I'll pick, a, I'll pick you up. Like, if I see somebody drop you on the ground, like this Horizon, it's cool. I'll use it for, like, one or two rounds until I die and have to buy my gun again. But... I just I, I really hate that they feature these sets that don't have any although maybe my pocketbook doesn't hate it, right? Like if they had that's every true. set 
did an animation, <laughs> I would be buying something from it. The yeah, my pocketbook. Yeah. My wife is probably thankful, and so is my bank account. But I just, I don't know, man. For me to feature a set and it, like, even if you put your features up for two weeks, three weeks, like, let the set be awesome. I'm like, give it some more ability. Like, this Horizon set would be so cool if it had some type of, like, sunburst animation happening with it when you when you killed somebody you maybe know? it's just like, the the team i mean like i mean how many ideas can you really come up with though you know bro they got more ideas flowing out of their face than they know what to do with right now. I guarantee <laughs> you think so oh i agree absolutely. with you absolutely i agree absolutely. Well, it's, it, it's it, i do agree you know it's it's almost why during the beta obviously during the beta i was buying every skin and the reason why is because the skins were so new everything was so fresh uh but now with the skins being so unique when the game is fully out cool animations different color schemes that you can upgrade to when they release something that is just plain jane like the pink gun set that they have which by the way cool i i, I do like the color pink I'm, I'm mad enough to say it but i'm not yeah, gonna buy it Prism because again yeah it, but again it's like what's the point you know what what's the point of buying just a simple well, if i'm gonna you do get, you know you get save simple that for skins the battle, in the battle pass. pass yeah yeah 100%. exactly that's what i'm saying like exactly in the battle pass this time like man the pink skins would have been awesome way cooler than these green things but although I, like i wish they would i wish they would just have variants in general in the battle pass like you unlock a weapon skin and then you know you can essentially just buy with actually they could do that that's a good idea or earn some more money unlock the skin and then use your radiant that? to uh there's like a aerosol skin upgrade. pack this time or something like that aerosol aerosol whatever uh but they have an odin in there that kind of looks like the glitch pop one like it's similar this this but it doesn't have the animation not no animation right? exactly so, so it's man, like it's why well, or at least make like, make like the final, the tier fifty thing at least have animation. You know yeah, I mean? the tier fifty. Well, e either that or like you know they they have the the epilogue, which I think is great. You know, you earn yourself thirty extra, uh, you know, uh, radiant. But the point is, you maybe, do get the salt uh, shaker too this time on epilogue. I love the salt shaker. I, yeah, I the love clear the salt, salt shaker. shaker. I, I, I love, I love it, that. Dude. I think that's so. Cool. I, I love anything like that because I like making the other team salty. But whenever it comes to the epilogue, maybe have the epilogue be uh, different, you know, variant unlocks. I think that'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, like I that, think that way that would entice a lot of players to play more. Well, it would because that way out. if you unlock the you unlock it right. If imagine if you could unlock a gun in the in the battle pass, like say tier forty or whatever, you unlock it, and then in the epilogue, it actually unlocks the ability for those guns to have animations. Sure. Yeah. Any of those ideas work? I mean, seriously, whenever it comes to anything, adding in addition to the uh, the different weapon skins, I think is a great thing. You know, uh, obviously we've been talking about that for a little bit. I wanted to kind of go back to Omen because you mentioned earlier on, as you uh, obviously we were reading that one comment. Are we from, Omen uh, or Odin? Sanix Remix. Just so I'm no, clear, no. <laughs> Omen or Odin? I, Omen, Omen this okay, time. Omen, Omen this okay, okay, okay. Because this you mentioned, the, the agent, and I wanted okay. to make sure we didn't skip over this. You mentioned Omen having a break, a game breaking bug where he can essentially use his uh, his ult in unlimited fashion. What, what's all yeah. that about? Yeah, it's just basically in his in the area of his ult um, where he can go. The little circle it shows you when you go to use his ult. Uh, he can basically go anywhere in that circle and just keep reappearing, which is really interesting. Um, and like I said, like I, I'm, I'm interested to know if like this was something they were working on to give him kind of a buff for his ult, but because to me his ult is kind of subpar, uh, because you can hear it so well and people can find you and you know, hey, like he's disappearing somewhere. The ma the mini map is going black, right? Like all of that. Um, I wish they would just play the sound, not make the mini map go black. I don't know. I'm not an Omen main, um, and so you know, for me it doesn't really bother me because I don't really play him much, but. 
Uh, definitely seems like he is not as good now with all the nerfs and the ult seemed to make its way in the game somehow. So like I said, maybe it was something they were testing. Maybe we'll see it later on. Maybe we won't. Man, that is, I was just watching a video for that. That's pretty game breaking to be honest with you. The fact that he can cancel his ultimate animation after TPing, like he just instantly is just ready to fire. You know, yep. and and already, if you remember uh, going a going a couple patches back, Omen had that game breaking bug where he can shoot while in his ult form. So if somebody was yep. sitting there looking at him, he could literally just dome them in the head. So Omen seems to be getting a lot of issues as of recently, and I don't know. Yeah, why. I mean they were messing with him, and I think that's my, that goes to my point of like when they're messing with a character, the files are getting ported or something's happening, or they're not getting the the you know. They're not crossing their T's and dotting their I's somehow, and the, the one they didn't mean to intend to put in the game is the format in which they're putting into the game. So, right, uh, you know, look, they're doing a lot of stuff. Parts are moving quick. There's no hate on on Riot at all for it. Um, uh, I mean, obviously they address these things. They're gonna they answer them very quickly. The community they make patches happen, uh, very very quickly. So, uh, you know, I think it just comes to the fact that it's a game that's growing. We're seeing the changes, and and that's just the, some of the stuff we have to deal with. Absolutely. Well, look, there's a lot of things going down. Obviously, a lot of things still to happen. Uh, but that was definitely a big chunk of your weekly news. You're running back. But now it's time to talk about some esports. Let's get into our feature topics esports update. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. So I wanted to talk about, first and foremost, I wanted to bring it to the forefront. Remember going back, I, we, we brought up a topic, Troy, about uh, the Valorant Championship Tour, and I read an article, or I read a statement, essentially, uh, within the rule set that basically stated that teams will allow a one pro team, and then they're also able to fund another pro team within Valorant, the Valorant yeah, Championship yeah. Tour, and allowing, basically, females to come through and, and play. So they're allowed to have two different teams. And I asked the question, will they be allowed to introduce a co-ed team as well well it seems the answer is yes and evil geniuses are into the valorant scene and they did in fact announce their uh their own uh co-ed team which i think it by the way is is uh, again is awesome i love the fact uh anytime that there's you know uh, females playing amongst males it still is a thing that isn't seen as much whenever it comes to competitive esports and I think it's something we're going to be seeing as the Valorant scene continues to develop. But I think it's pretty awesome. I really do. They actually just recently played in the Valorant Championship Tour 2021 North American Challenger 1 Open Qualifier. Now, imagine hosting that and saying that. Uh, but regardless, though, they ended up going through. And uh, they didn't have the best performances, but that's okay. The roster was just announced. I don't know how long they've been playing against each- or playing with each other. But uh, round number one. Uh, they ended up beating uh, MR or basically M Orglis, Mr. Orglis. Uh, I swear, every tournament that you go into, Troy, there's always an Orglis name oh, in yeah. there every oh, single yeah. time. It's, it's like, like it's, it's like, like the a new novel. sauce. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really it's is the new thing, you know. Or to say like you don't have a home, there's like some you know no home or Orglis homeless. Know, Orglis, I think homeless. actually Val- didn't, didn't wasn't Salmon homeless. What yeah, is, there is was one. one yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they ended up going through, and then and now this is where it gets really tough, man. You know, it is the first qualifier. Naturally, you know, all the teams that haven't qualified are going to. Well, there is no teams that have qualified, so you're going to be playing against literally anybody and everybody. Round number two, Evil Geniuses then has to go against Team Serenity. Team Serenity is is very decent, very good. Uh, the series was not too bad. Um, it was six to thirteen on Haven with Team Serenity taking that, and then Split went eleven and thirteen. So yeah, Evil Geniuses did lose two zero, and they were out. But regardless, though, uh, you know. 
Team Serenity, close series. They were able to beat a team. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, granted, though, even if they would have beat Team Serenity, then they would have moved forward to play against Sentinels, right? And then once they beat Sentinels, then they would have moved on to play Built by Gamers, right? And then if they beat Built by Gamers, they would have to play Anbox and so on and so forth. Their run was going to be brutal, and it wasn't going to be easy. But regardless, though... They're here, they're a co-ed team, and Evil Genius is representing well. You love to see it. I, I think it's cool to have co-ed teams. It really is. Um, it's also interesting to me when we see some of these some of these teams come forward uh, that you know typically have either been in a niche or they've had smaller teams elsewhere. Uh, you had like Alliance announced that they have a Valorant roster now, right? Alliance, a fairly new org from my understanding and what I know about them. But Evil Genius has been around a long time. However, I mean, I wouldn't put my ticket on them. And the reason why is because uh, when you look at what they're in, Dota 2, some fighting games, CSGO, uh, League of Legends, really League is their primary focus. It's been where they've had some strat some some great success. Back in the day in the COD scene, they had great success. You know, maybe they'll bring <laughs> that, shooter, yeah, yeah. that shooter history forward. Um, but uh, maybe this will be the next game that they'll be big in. Because, dude, games besides shooting games haven't seemed to be their friend lately. So... Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see them come in here. I, I love to see teams also come in and mix it up. You know, EG's been uh, a staple name in esports for a very long time. Uh, lots of ups and downs. Uh, and I think it will be cool to see them come in here and, and mix it up and, and see what they do, especially with a co-ed team. Yeah, you brought back memories, man. Evil Geniuses, EG being in Call of Duty, that's when they picked up Complexity. They were the dynasty at the time. And then EG picked them up, and I, th I think they ended up losing the next event after that, which is really highly unfortunate. But EG absolutely has been around for quite some time, especially in shooters. Man, you blast from the past. But yeah, like you said, it's cool that they're picking them up. Maybe we'll see more co-ed teams kind of come into the mix, or just all-female teams in general, much like Cloud9 uh, White. But you kind of brought to the forefront as well that Collegiate Esports is starting to get some attention with the Valorant Red Bull Campus uh, Clutch being announced. So... Pretty cool stuff. You know, I always love when, uh, first and foremost, Red Bull does a ton of cool events. You know, Red Bull recently just ran a Valorant tournament. I know it was awesome because uh, my good buddies, Vansilly and Seymour, are out there casting it. Love watching them uh, do their thing, do their work. They're so passionate when it comes to just Valorant commentary in general. But uh, with Red Bull now coming through with the Campus Clutch, it's going to uh, basically put up a prize pool. I think it's going to be like a 20,000 uh, euro prize pool, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there is going to basically be... A new gaming facility for the team's university will also be awarded, and then there's going to be exclusive access to Valorant Championships uh, Tour Masters event. So all that. So again, just to recap, 20,000 euro prize pool, a new gaming facility for the team's university, and exclusive access to the Valorant Champions Tour Masters event all on the line. That is... That's a that's lot. That's huge. That, that's bro a lot. Brother, that, that's huge. Uh, that would definitely entice me to get my game up to play. To I, I, dude, I'm so excited about collegiate esports really taking off in the next few years. Like I think we're just starting to, you know, get the tip of the iceberg. Once schools start making some money and seeing money come from the sport, they're going to start investing more and more into it. So I cannot wait. Everything, uh, yeah. I I think I think it's a a great turn. I think it's a great push. You know, they've done this with league, pushing collegiate with league, and it's helped out a lot. Uh, really pushed uh, their game to a new level. And I, I'm glad that they're doing, they're stepping, they're not waiting. They're stepping right into it immediately with some great partners like Red Bull uh, to be able to do that. Uh, question for you, though. You, you think you think Dizzy's going to be playing in this? Is he going to go to college? Maybe maybe get a degree and, and play? Shoot, no, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding because I, 
I know. I know. Last last time man. we had a call, <laughs> we 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 had we had the podcast. I I mentioned uh, around Dizzy moving to Valorant, and we got some emails. People thinking I'm hating on Dizzy, uh, asking if I don't like Dizzy. The reality is, I actually do. I love Dizzy. I think he's he's a great player. Uh, I think he's entertaining to watch. His his gameplay is shocking from time to time. As I've seen him in Apex, I haven't really watched him in Valorant at all. Uh, but uh, I don't hate on him, just in case anybody's wondering. It wasn't hate. It was just talking <laughs> about the scene and someone moving over from another scene. So, uh, But, man, yeah. uh, Collegiate Esports is on its way up, and I'm super excited to see what happens in 2021. Yeah, and just the last thing on that, you know, uh, just to, to understand the, the magnitude of this. So the campus, and this is coming from Waylon Roselle, the Riot Games Senior Director of Esports. He uh, ended up telling DeSerto, Campus Clutch will unite thousands of students from more than 50 countries and regions within a single global tournament, further ensuring that Valorant players of all levels have access to top-tier organized competition. So 50 countries, quite a bit, right? And a lot of different regions coming through. I assume it's going to be regional, um, which honestly is a great thing, especially with everything being online. But hey, check it out. If you have a, a collegiate program in your school, you want to get involved, I'm sure there are plenty of ways to get involved and uh, maybe even get more information, whether it be on Deserto, of course, with this article, or maybe even go to uh, actually here, you go to um, redbull.com. Redbull.com has the event. Go there. You can uh, sign up and I believe get your team involved and seriously have a chance to not only elevate your gameplay, but also get your, uh, get your college uh, an arena, which would be just incredible. I mean, yeah. Well, absolutely. And you know, besides making money, the one thing college people love to do as well is save money. So we're going to mm. give you something here in our Save or Spin. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. Yeah. All right, Taylor. So here we go. We got to save or spin on, on some weapons. Is, is this what you got? When, when to buy a weapon? When your team's bought? What, t- tell me what you got here for everybody at home. Look, you said it earlier, and this is the reason why I wanted to bring it up, man. First and foremost, you get frustrated when what? Your team is buying stingers when they shouldn't be buying stingers or buying weapons when they shouldn't be buying weapons. Now, this is something that I I felt I didn't need to talk about because we have discussed this in quite a few episodes before. But whenever I do play in ranked, I'm constantly telling my other team members. And I, I mean, and, I, and when I say constantly, I mean constantly, guys. We just lost our first round. The second round, we have no money. We're still trying to save it for Vandal so we can, you know, buy in the third round. And then everybody else is safe, but there's that one rogue guy. There's that one rogue person who goes through and buys a stinger while everybody else has a classic. And it's like, why are you wasting your money? Now, granted, if you can put yourself above a threshold to where you could still buy in the third round, it makes sense. But there is no reason. And I yeah, and I can't sure. stress this enough. There is no reason to buy a stinger or a specter or any other weapon other than a ghost or any of your other sidearms. When you're, the rest of your team is saving, you're not going to provide that much of an impact where you're going to be able to change the course of a round. Now, chances are, uh, you know, there are some times where that might happen, but for the most part, you not saving and not being able to buy during the buy round, which is typically the next round where everybody's buying vandals or phantoms, you're going to hurt your team because now you can't buy and you're going to have a lesser weapon, which therefore isn't going to be able to assist whenever you absolutely need to. So, don't buy if if the team I think, I think that's the key the there page. though. The key there is don't buy if you can't buy the next round with the rest of your team. Now, what I was gonna a little caveat to that, right, is what I was gonna say before you said that line was if you have a surplus of money on your team, 
right? Like you're the guy that has a surplus. Everybody else is only going to be able to buy next round enough. And you have enough to save or enough to spend and give your team maybe a little bit of advantage right on that round. You could turn around. So I could see maybe buying a Spectre if, you know, you're still going to have enough money to buy with the rest of your team the next round. There are situations hmm. where that could come into play. However, I think it's a great rule of thumb, like you're saying. If your team's not buying, just don't buy. Like, that's, that's the rule of thumb 90% of the time. There's that 10% when it's like, oh, okay, I have enough money. I can do it. No one else is going to buy anyways, and I'm good to go. And on the flip end, too, if your team is buying and you have enough money to buy, then buy. Unless you, like, distinctly are saving up for, like, an op or something very specific. Yeah. 100%. That's just, that's just my saver spin, man, because I'm telling you, I've been seeing this a lot lately, and I don't know why, but it's something that needs to be said. But check it out. All good things must come to it, and let's move into our final thoughts, our match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. This is the part of the show where we tell you what we're going to work on in Valorant for the next week. Hopefully week, not two, so we come back to you next week with updates. Not two weeks away for all you haters out there. Like, oh, you're going to work on it for a week, Troy. Yeah, right, and then come back to me in we're two weeks. We're coming back next week. week. We're coming back we're coming next back. week. We're going to do this, Taylor. We're going to come back next week. Uh, but mine this week, so I started playing Brim a little bit more. Um, occasionally. Occasionally. That's the asterisk. Occasionally. When needed, when somebody else wanted to play Phoenix. Uh, in fact, I ran to a... Uh, comp team the other day where it was just me one of the guy hadn't cho- hasn't chosen yet uh on our agents and he said hey who do you want to play and i said really i'm down to play brim or phoenix whoever you guys want he's like oh me too that's my two mains and i was like oh, okay well then uh he was he was ranked higher than me so i let him play phoenix i played brim uh and although i i, I still really enjoy brim uh his new smokes are amazing um hmm. uh, and and i do love his molly I, I love his kit i really do enjoy his kit um and but the 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 thing to me is uh, you know with Icebox, uh, with how the game has just progressed a little bit, the changes to split as well. I need to figure out those areas to drop those new smokes, to have those Molly spots, uh, to have those bomb plant areas. Uh, because a lot of time when I play Brim, I also carry the bomb. Um, so that's my goal this week is to you know do look look up some YouTube videos, go check it out. Like where are these Brim spots? Where are these smokes? Where are these Molly spots at that I need to learn? Uh, and then some of the ones that I knew just. You know, bring them back to my memory because I haven't played them in so long. I forgot some of them. Well, you even that, mentioned on split, right? With 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 the hallways kind of being a little bit wider. If you don't place it properly, you have that yep. little line of sight, right? So you got to work on your lineups too. Well done. Well, for me, man, I'm going to be working on how to open up TP doors. Now, the reason why I say this, I know I sound like a hypocrite because earlier I said I didn't want to be able to, or I didn't agree with opening the TP doors on the outside. It doesn't mean that I'm going to stop it. All right, look, I'm not going to be raised or I'm not going to be jet going up on a scent where, you know, just firing down, raining down bullets where you can't see me. Okay. And you can't counter me. I think this is a cool thing. I don't think it's intentional. You're just hitting the little exploits. Not the big exploits. You're okay with the little exploits. I'm still going to get beamed as soon as I open that door. I already know how this is going to work out. But yeah, I want to find out true. if you can do it with, you know, if you can do it but with weapons. Would, can This would can require you, with, you to like, play somebody grenades? else besides Breach, though. Why you got to go there? I mean, this would why, require hey, why, you to ex- Why you got to go there? I just say it. With I mean, the show. We've been nice to each other in several this I, I whole thing. I just say you'd have to but play somebody else besides Breach. Well, all right. Then that's fair enough. Then I'll try something else. Like, can a raise grenade just randomly? Imagine if a raise grenade well placed could open it, and then all of a sudden it just explodes into the inside mm. of it, and then takes mm. them out. I wonder if that same spot you could throw that Sova dart from, you know, where it yeah. bounces down under the map and then bounces back into it. What if you do the <laughs> same thing with the nade? 
That would, that would make somebody so angry. So I'm angry. telling you, there's got to be some trigger that's, that's making it open. And I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out what is that trigger. And then I'm well, going to trigger you, the competition. There, there you go. You're going to trigger the competition. And if, if you guys get triggered this week and you want to reach out, don't forget, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Taylor is Reflections and myself, Troy, Too Loud TX. And uh, you can also email us at thevalorantshow at gmail.com. Taylor, take us out of here. Hey, we loved having you guys. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode, you can leave a comment and a review. We'll feature you in our next Ask the Agent section in our next episode next week. You can do so on Amazon. You can also do it on Podbeam or even go on iTunes. We loved having you guys. And like I said, all good things must come to an end. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble. That's Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Two Lab. We loved having you. And we hope to see you back again on the 29th episode of The Valorant Show. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.